Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Kaylee Wright, and today... Austin Mankin is joining us here on I'm the podcast. Back. I got announced first. This is the first time I've ever you got announced, get announced first. first. It's amazing. That means there's got to be someone else with there's us. There's got to be someone else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Today, we have our friend Ryan Oaks from the students team joining us on the podcast. Ryan. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. I'm happy to be replacing Jermaine on this episode. Yeah, Jermaine's not here. this episode or forever? Forever. Oh, wow. Okay. They're, they're going to do some rock, paper, scissors <laughs> to decide the, who gets to stay yeah. from now on. Yeah, feel free to leave us a good review. Make sure that I stay and Jermaine <laughs> doesn't stay. It's a good vote. We'll it's a do good it. campaign. But yeah. also joining us on the podcast today is our student guest, Maddox Linder. Maddox, tell us a little bit about you. Hey guys, I'm Maddox Linder. I'm a senior at Holland Park High School and I will be attending Texas A&M University Is it fall. just Maddox or do you have a nickname? Just straight I, Maddox? It's just Maddox. Okay, I don't know. Or Mad Dog. Mad oh, Dog, so glad you're here on the podcast with us. That's what you're going to go by now. Yeah, Mad Dog. You shouldn't have told me that. Yeah. I'm really going to run with it. Mad <laughs> Dog. Please use it. But guys, just having having a little bit of variety in our in our cast today, um, it yes. feels even more pertinent that we start with a good icebreaker question to get to know each Always. other, uh, to true. get in the groove as we yeah. get started. So I'm today, ready for it. Here we go. I have a really important, deep philosophical question mm. for us to get started. Okay. Right. So let me set the scene. You know that feeling when you walk into a restaurant um, and you walk out and you yeah. carry that restaurant with you. And by that, oh. I mean that you carry the scent of that restaurant <laughs> the lingering with you smell. for the rest of the yes. day. I want to know, in your opinion, <laughs> which restaurant has the strongest lingering scent? Oh, my gosh. I'm already ready to go because I have a personal firsthand experience a with vendetta. this. A uh, Yes. Okay. I lived at freshman year in a dorm. <laughs> It's a great place to live. Have you ever heard of it? And second floor, on on floor one, there was a Burger King there. It was was out of commission, so it wasn't there for the first semester. Then, and a few months later, a Cane's chicken moves in. Literally, I lived above a Cane's that the smell would literally seep into the carpet fibers in my dorm room, and I would smell like Cane's all the time. It smell, Cane's has got a very distinct smell. I it think does. it's the one of the worst lingering smells of all time. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Yeah. Because of COVID, Cane's is only drive-through, <laughs> and so Cane's is a frequent drive-through oh, spot for me. It and is. Mad Dog loves yeah, the chicken. <laughs> the smell of Cane's you get the lives coleslaw. in my car. No. Double toast? Absolute, double toast. There you go. Absolutely. Come on, double, like a man. Double the sauce. No one eats yeah. the coleslaw. No, no one knows what coleslaw There's is. There's no reason the coleslaw no. should be. It needs to not be a thing. But yeah, yeah, the smell lives in my car <laughs> okay. all the time. Hey, respect. Hey, great answer. Yeah. Brian, complain. are you it's team Canes right? too, or do you have a, another hey, thought? Well, I will say just real quick, I am team Canes over Chick-fil-A, but I don't want to spend any, Wait, any time on that. Whoa. Um, that was such a hot whoa. take. Oh, you can't just move <laughs> I, on from that. Yeah. Well, I just got to be clear here. It really, for me, it comes down to the sauce. And I just, I don't like the Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't like mustard. And there's too much mustard in that sauce. But, <laughs> but what here's, what, I, yeah, here's what I've got to say to the point, the lingering sin, I'm going to change the genre a little bit. I'm actually going to say Chewy's. 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 If you've ever the been Mexican to Chewy's, the Mexican restaurant, Chewy's. Good choice. Okay. Very specific. No, it is very specific because, well, one, if I'm going to go to a Mexican restaurant, I'm going to go to Chewy's. Um, it's just, Free queso It's bar. just the best one. Yeah, if you get there at the right time, yeah. you can get that queso bar, and it's yeah. really good, and you just get unlimited queso. Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say is appealing about the lingering smell of mm-hmm. Chewy's is you almost enjoy it for a certain amount of time. 
Uh, that sounds kind of <laughs> sick and twisted. <laughs> I love when my shirt smells like taco meat. <laughs> I love the smell of body odor that smells like tacos. That's what yeah. you're going for. Yeah. Haley, what about Thanks you? Thanks for sharing. On a different note, I'm going to kind of just steer yeah. us in a different direction, yeah. but my answer is Starbucks. Starbucks. It's I got under the radar, but when you walk into Starbucks uh, and you leave, that smell sticks. Uh, that smell, yes. they just got to figure out what they're doing inside that Starbucks because they don't know how to do seating. They don't. Literally, it smells always. They burn their beans, and then that <laughs> burnt bean smell just kind of carries got, with you through I'm the day. I'm taking shots at Starbucks right now, people. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Let's figure it out. You're not a coffee shop. You're a smoothie shop. You just give out frappuccinos. I wish you guys could see how alive Austin's coming My with this question. I didn't know that we yeah, would yeah. really hit Maddox a is, spot. Yeah, Maddox, Maddox over you here. drink any coffee over there? <laughs> I, I drink coffee. Yeah. yeah. Black, but... Um, Whoa! Hey, come on. Stay strong. Coffee. I don't wow. mind the smell of Starbucks. Yeah. I think you Starbucks don't. smells all right. Okay. I'm wow. glad you said that because I actually places that smell bad though. That's true. I don't know that Starbucks yeah. really has much of a smell when I leave. Guys, great discussion. Let's let's move on to what we're actually talking about. Not bad smells, but grades and the pressures that come with grades and school. And we're gonna have a great conversation. So we're excited about it. And we know that there is a Huge pressure just around school and academics and performing and SAT and ACT and all those things. And so we had Maddox on the podcast just to um, share his experience and share what it's like to go through high school feeling like you have to put on a performance or to feel like your grades define you. So we're going to have um, ask Maddox a few questions just about, about his experience. And so let's go. Maddox, first question I got for you is, how have you seen the pressure to perform at high academic level affect your peer and classmates? Oh, for sure. So I go to Highland Park High School, and I would say it's a pretty academically rigorous school. They take their grades and academics very seriously. With the peers I surround myself with at school, they also seem to take their grades very seriously. And very early on, teachers will stress the importance of getting good grades because it'll impact your college and your GPA and your future career and the rest of your life. So all these students buy in thinking, oh, it's going to make or break the rest of my life if I don't do good in school. And mm -hmm. so a lot of them just commit all in to giving everything they have for perfect grades. And what I can tell you is that it's not very fulfilling in the long term. Yeah, so speak to more specifically just how that has affected students emotionally and mentally um, as they respond to grades. So I think that students, that it definitely is something that occupies their mind almost the entire day. I had a teacher bring up a statistic that some students are checking our, our grade service app dozens of times a day, hundreds of times a week. And you just know that if that's on your mind 24-7, there is really no room for just wholesome life and happiness if you're constantly comparing. And so yeah. there's definitely a detriment to the mental health. Yeah. And socially as well, if you're spending your entire high school career studying for perfect grades, sure, it's okay to shoot for, for A's in most of your classes. But if you're shooting for that 99, 100 and you're wasting hours and hours of your life, I think it's just not worth it when you could be spending that time investing in real relationships, investing in a relationship with the Lord or, or with your friends and community. Yeah. That is so good. I think I'm like, I'm so glad we're talking about this topic today because there is, like you were just saying, so much pressure around the topic of school and academic performance and grades. And I think that it's important to start by knowing that school and the ability to learn is such a gift from God. You know, he's given it to us. God is a giver of good gifts. And what an awesome resource we have in this world today to learn um, mm -hmm. and to have structures set up for that. Uh, but we also know we live in a broken world. And so yeah. good gifts and good opportunities are just a degree away from becoming hurtful or harmful or just topics of anxiety yeah. or pain. And so school, I think, really fits that category of something that can be so good 
but because of this broken world and just broken people in the, in the school system, um, it can so easily be a place like you were saying of high pressure and high stress. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the problem of just success is defined as a number and it's mm-hmm. a tangible representation of how good you are and you see it every day and it reminds you, Oh, I'm not as good as I want to be, or maybe I'm better than all my friends. And so maybe leads you to pride or leads you towards discontentment. And you never feel you're satisfied if you continually focus on those grades. And so I'd love for you to speak just to your personal experience with this and how that's looked like in your own life. Yeah. So freshman year, I think it all started for me at the beginning of high school. I bought into that lie with many of my peers, some of whom aren't Christians, and I think became bad influences ultimately. But I just bought into the fact that I needed to have perfect grades in order to be happy or to prove myself with some sort of worth or value to these friends who also valued grades. And that continued for most of freshman and sophomore year. You know, I was wasting hours studying for grades that didn't really make much of a difference. And I wasn't investing in my friendships. It even continued for much of junior year too and through the college application process and standardized testing. When the change happened, so really once COVID hit and quarantine and isolation and all that, school kind of went on the back burner. Right when senior year started, they released rankings for our class and I found out that I was rank 11, which I thought was really awesome at the time. And in my mind, I really wanted to shoot to be in the top 10 of our class because they got all this special um, recognition at graduation. You know, you get to sit on stage, wear a different colored cap and gown. And I thought that if I worked really hard and got in the top 10, that it would make me happy. And one thing I learned, however hard it was, is that that would ultimately not make me happy. It consumed my thoughts for, for multiple days after the fact. And it took me talking to my parents and talking to my community group to understand that I was being very selfish about me trying to pursue that top 10. And the more I tried to justify it to myself of, oh, I can glorify God through this, the more I realized that I was just lying to myself and I was Mm -hmm. only doing it for myself and my own reputation. And so that's kind of what flipped the switch for me. And I, I've been working since then to, you know, step back from putting all my worth in that. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard one pastor say, uh, he calls it the error factor. And he's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, all of us are chasing to be smarter to be cooler, to be prettier, to be whatever it is, or we want to be better in everything that we're doing. And it never feels like we can ever settle into who God made us to be. And so we're always chasing somebody else or somebody else's dream or the next thing instead of, Hey, what's God made us or how has God wired us? And how can we be content in the things and the gifts that he's uh, given for us? And so it sounds like you've had to wrestle through that. And I love what you said. Once I got to the place I thought would make me happy, it didn't. Mm. And that's the reality of an idol is that it can never fully satisfy. It's, it took the place of what God can only do in your life. And that's a powerful testimony that you have to say, hey, this thing did not offer me what I thought it did or thought it could. And so that's a good response, man. I love hearing yeah. just how you've struggled with that. That is so good. And I love that you like just said the word idol. And I yeah. think that can kind of be like a religious mm-hmm. phrase we talk about of like, mm-hmm. oh, keep yourself from idols. Uh, yeah. It says in First John, yeah. but really like we live in a world where school can so easily become an idol. And, and by that, we mean it's just something that we devote a lot of time and attention towards mm-hmm. and suddenly start to devote so much time and attention towards it that it becomes a huge part of our lives. And we then begin to worship the idea of school Mm -hmm. so much so that our identity, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, becomes in what I'm accomplishing at school, what other people perceive of me at school, rather than even starting with the foundation of who am I in God? And so if we're 
idolizing school and our success and our performance from that. We can so easily, like it says in Galatians 1.10, start working for the approval of man, start working for the approval of our teachers, of college institutions, of insert whatever person is evaluating you. We can be working for that person instead Mm -hmm. of for the Lord. And it starts, I love that you're saying like to go back to the foundation, right? What, what is our motivation? And that seems to always be the question that we're asking ourselves is, Hey, is it, am I motivated so that other people are seeing that I'm a successful student? Am I motivated that other people are going to see that I'm smart or that I'm going to get into this college or I'm going to accomplish this thing? Or am I focused in on who God has created me, created me to be and finding my actual contentment fully in him? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I would just say you need to focus on what you can control always. Mm -hmm. And what is success? Success is not results. Success is Mm -hmm. not the better grade. Success is your input. Success is your faithfulness. And just to find that before you go in to approach a grade, because I think you can determine success by, Hey, I got a hundred on this, this quiz, or I got a hundred on this test. And that becomes the measure and the mark of if you are a good person or if you've achieved something and just to understand the reality and define what success is, it's that it's measured in your inputs. It's measured in your hard work and your excellence on the front end and not the back end. So I'd love to hear just, as you said, man, I've struggled through this and wrestled through this students listening who are in the exact same space space, but have never once been able to deal with it in a healthy way. They, they've heard they couldn't, they don't want to put their identity in this, or they've heard that they need to approach this in a different way, but they feel like they still wrestle with it. What encouragement would you give to that student? What it took for me was to open up to my parents about just telling them my grades. You know, they've definitely walked a lot more of life than I have being as mature as they are and as faithful as they are. And so I'll come to them with, you know, Hey, I studied really hard for this and got a bad grade and I'm kind of upset or you know, hey, I, I made a really good grade on this. And and they're here to balance it out and tell me that, you know, in the long run, your grades aren't as important. And they're not going to discourage me and hold me to an unrealistically high standard for grades. They're, they're going to be here to remind me that my worth should not be in that. And they're here to congratulate me when I do good, diligent work. But they understand that results are not everything and that they're here to, to love me regardless of what grades I have. Another thing I would say is just your community and your peers at school, especially, it's good to be open with them. One thing I heard, I'm probably going to butcher the term, like the paddling duck syndrome, where if you picture a bunch of ducks on a lake, you have all the ducks, they seem to be just gliding along the surface of the water. You know, everything's easy going for them. But as soon as you look under the water, they're they're paddling furiously just to stay afloat. This analogy carries over to school where behind the scenes, you know, mentally, physically, they're exhausted, they're anxious, and they're stressed just over their grades. And they're paddling furiously to stay afloat on top of whatever workload high school may throw at you. But when they show up to school the next day, they're putting on a mask for their friends because they want to make it seem like like they're okay and that life is easy and that they're taking care of it. And in reality, everyone's just lying to themselves by putting on this mask. And I think it's it's important to understand that everyone in high school can relate to the fact that they're stressed or anxious about school and grades at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, that is so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think even just your challenge to a student listening right now who maybe is struggling in isolation Mm -hmm. is that you are not supposed to struggle alone. And God has given us in his word, Mm -hmm. just wisdom and encouragement and a spurring on that when we are struggling, and if you're struggling specifically with the pressure to perform in an academic setting, just know that there is freedom to be found in Christ first in his word and how we're supposed to seek our identity, like our identity is being God's child rather than an A student or a B student or a C student. I'm so thankful that because of the gospel, we are not defined by being an A Christian, a B Christian or C Christian. We are just redeemed, broken sinners who because of the grace of God are redeemed. Um, And therefore we get to walk in that freedom, whether that's going in to take a test in a sports game, if we have like a huge 
shot that is mm -hmm. going to determine our success or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just to know that the foundation of faith is so important. And so love that challenge that just like the struggle of anxiety and academic performance does not have to take place in the dark. Um, but yeah. if that's you, like know who around you is going to be a louder voice to remind you of what's true than this voice of grades or the voice of performance. And I would add, even just as you're saying, like who around you is the voices. Proverbs 23, 19 says, hear my son and be wise and direct your heart in the way. And just asking yourself, hey, what is the way that I'm trying to direct my heart in? Am I am I choosing to listen to the voices around me or am I choosing to, to see and identify what the word of God says about me? And is that what is drawing me towards what it is that I'm doing and why I'm doing it? Yeah, it's awesome. And so, man, just to close, I'd love to hear what's one last piece of advice you'd give a student who's listening and is really stressed about school and needs some relief or hasn't found the hope that we're talking about? What advice would you share with them? Yeah, for sure. As a Christian, you know, the Bible calls us to do diligent work. So there's nothing wrong with trying to, you know, be diligent and, and do well in school. But it's when you find your identity and your value and your worth and your grades and your results. It's when you find your value in that over God that that causes a, a problem. And I would also encourage you to just look in the future and really ask yourself, you know, is this grade on a quiz or test going to affect you years down the road or even like it's good. even like the yeah. next year? Like there's so many things where God already knows your future. So why worry about your quiz tomorrow or why worry about a grade you got yesterday? When yeah, he already good. knows where you're going to end up. And I guarantee you a small quiz or test is not going to impact where you end up. Kaylee, do you remember your great, your junior year ACT score? <laughs> yeah, it was, what's a perfect score? <laughs> like a 36. But I'm just saying, it was that one. Literally today wow. we had a conversation. <laughs> was incredible. And we talked about uh, people's ACT scores on staff. And I don't think anyone really remembered. And it's just mm -hmm. that, that point of like, man, you're not going to remember the things that you care about right now are going to be less significant years down the road, but it's hard to see it when it's right in front of you. There's really two categories of people that I can think about. Mm -hmm. One is, as we're talking about, the people who find their identity and their grades, but there's also another category of people who don't see grades as important and almost are lazy as they approach it. And that's a bad attitude to have towards grades. And so we have to respond with everything with excellence and honor God, but we can't carry it with a weight that is too significant that we can't bear. And so my encouragement for anyone who's listening is Hebrews 13, 6, that just says, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that we are not known by our performance. We're by, known by our position as sons and daughters uh, of God. And so let's remember that and let's embrace that and find freedom in that and don't run to a number or to a grade to identify us or to find our worth in. Absolutely, guys, this is so good. And just the idea that Christian teenagers out there today, one of the easiest platforms they have to be bold in their faith, to be a witness for Christ is in school. Um, and I think that so, so many teenagers just get caught up in the pressure to perform and the anxiety that comes with that. But what a challenge to think through of how, because of our faith, because of the foundation that we have in Christ, mm -hmm. uh, can that spur us on to be countercultural in the way that we go about um, the pressure that comes with academic performance. And so love the reminders that just, we are not defined by performance, but we're defined by our position. And as mm -hmm. believers, our position is rooted in the cross. It's rooted mm -hmm. in who we are and who God mm -hmm. says us to be. And so grades in our academic report cards and our resume does not have to be the thing that defines us. Mm -hmm. But if, if we are struggling in that way, we just challenge you uh, to ask who are the people that you can go to and confess that to and mm -hmm. to get a support system to remind you of what is true. And so uh, Maddox, thank you so much for being here Let's and sharing go, your story. It's really so encouraging. Yes. And I think so <laughs> many students will be able to relate to everything you shared. So Ryan, 
Also, thank you so yeah, much for Ryan. being here. True wow, joy, yeah. great fill-in. Hopefully hey. have you next time. Go get some dinner at Chewy's. Yeah, go uh, get some Chewy's. Or Canes. Or Canes, yes. but not um, Starbucks. There you go. That would be a pretty measly dinner no. option. Yeah, but yeah, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening. If you have anything you'd like for us to discuss, go ahead and We're DM on Instagram, us on people. Instagram at Shoreline, Shoreline Dallas. Dallas. And let us know what you'd like to hear about. But, but until then, yes. have All a great week. All the best. We love See you. Hagwow. Well. Leave a good to review you. for Ryan. Over like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. Swipe up, swipe up, swipe Give up. Give us five star rating.